Live from historic downtown Carlisle, Pennsylvania, home of founding father James Wilson, 19th century hymn writer George Duffield, 19th century gospel minister George Norcross, and sports legend Jim Thorpe. It's Iron Sharpens Iron. This is a radio platform in which pastors, Christian scholars, and theologians address the burning issues facing the church and the world today. Proverbs chapter 27 verse 17 tells us iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Matthew Henry said that in this passage, we are cautioned to take heed with whom we converse and directed to have in view in conversation to make one another wiser and better. It is our hope that this goal will be accomplished over the next two hours, and we hope to hear from you, the listener, with your own questions. And now, here's your host, Chris Arnzen. Good afternoon, Cumberland County, Pennsylvania, Lake City, Florida, and the rest of humanity living on the planet Earth. We're listening via live streaming at ironsharpensironradio.com. This is Chris Arnzen, your host of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio for our leap year edition of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on this Thursday, February 29th, 2024. And uh, first of all, I want to thank my dear friends, uh, Dr. James R. White of Alpha and Omega Ministries and Pastor Keith Foskey, of Sovereign Grace Family Church in Jacksonville, Florida. I was alerted uh, a day or two ago by one of my Iron Sharpens Iron Radio listeners about a podcast that was conducted live on site in Tullahoma, Tennessee at the recent Open Air Theology Conference in Tullahoma that featured both Dr. James White and Pastor Keith Foskey on a long roster of speakers. And uh, I was told by this listener that uh, Dr. White and Pastor Keith were raving about me and Iron Sharp and Zion Radio. I, I listened to the episode and I can say uh, that I was blown away by the the accolades I was receiving from these two men and their promotion of this show. And I just want to thank them for that. You can hear uh, that on the episode of Keith Foskey's podcast called Talkin' Calvinism with James White. And uh, you could uh, you could fast forward until 13 minutes into the show where they start uh, raving about me, and then you could turn it off. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Uh, listen to the whole thing. Uh, anyway, uh, today I'm thrilled to have back on the program one of my very favorite guests, who is also, without question, one of the very favorite guests of many of my listeners in growing numbers, from what I hear uh, in their praise reports back to me about my guest. Uh, but his name is no stranger to the Iron Sharp and Zion Radio audience. It is Dr. Joseph C. Moorcraft III, and he is pastor of Heritage Presbyterian Church in Cumming, Georgia, author of the eight-volume commentary on the Westminster Larger Catechism titled Authentic Christianity, and a regularly featured guest on Iron Sharp and Zion Radio. And we are going to be discussing something very important uh, in 
on the heels of the recent controversy featuring Alistair Begg, where many of Pastor Begg's loyal supporters are defending him tooth and nail uh, over his recommendation uh, to a grandmother during a podcast to attend a transgendered wedding. And that's an oxymoron, obviously, because there is no such thing. (laughs) But uh, uh, he urged this uh, grandmother to attend uh, her grandson's transgendered wedding, and that really created a firestorm. Uh, I conducted an interview in response to this uh, with uh, Dr. M.D. Nelson, who uh, has not only written on the subject of homosexuality, but is on the staff with the American Family Association, and their radio network removed Alistair from their lineup because Alistair refused uh, to repent over this. And uh, there was an avalanche of complaints that I received uh, for airing that interview, and people were very upset uh, over the positions taken by my guest and myself and also over anyone who was critical of what Pastor Begg did. And therefore, I contacted my friend Dr. Moorcraft to do a follow-up program on the dangers of hero worship in the Christian life, properly revering heroes of the faith without overlooking their sins, and denying Solus Christus and Sola Scriptura. It's my honor and privilege to welcome you back to Iron Trump and Zion Radio, Dr. Joe Moorcraft. I love being on your program. Well, first of all, tell our listeners about Heritage Presbyterian Church, Cumming, Georgia. We are a small and growing congregation in Cumming, Georgia, which is the county seat at Forsyth County a bedroom county to Atlanta, Georgia. We are thoroughly committed to the Westminster Confession of Faith, to the inerrancy of Scripture, and to the carrying out of the Great Commission. Our church is involved in all kinds of evangelistic and world mission activity, and we just wish we had more money so that we could be involved in even more opportunities. Our people come from all kinds of backgrounds, all kinds of places, and they are thoroughly committed to the Reformed faith. So it's a pleasure, again, to be on your show. Well, I uh, thank from the very bottom of my heart you, uh, your lovely wife, Becky, and everyone at Heritage Presbyterian Church in Cumming, Georgia, for being long-time generous financial supporters of this program, even though you are a small congregation. You're one of our largest financial supporters, and I can never thank you enough for that. It's a pleasure and an honor, too, brother. And uh, for anybody who wants more details about Heritage Presbyterian Church in Cumming, Georgia, go to heritagepresbyterianchurch.com, heritagepresbyterianchurch.com. And if you want to find out more about Dr. Moorcraft's eight-volume commentary on the larger catechism, uh, larger Westminster catechism called Authentic Christianity, you can go to westminstercommentary.com, westminstercommentary.com.
www.thepeopleshow.com, and we'll be repeating that information later on. So I'm assuming that uh, you agree with me, since you are eagerly accepted my invitation to discuss this topic today. I'm assuming you agree with me that uh, there is a danger of hero worship that exists in our day where people overlook very serious mistakes, errors, and sins of their heroes. And that really sets a precedent for other Christians and churches and denominations to start following those very bad mistakes and agreeing with them. Uh, and I'm assuming uh, you adamantly oppose Alistair Begg's recommendation to this grandmother to attend her grandson's so-called transgendered wedding. Uh, there are many serious problems within reform pulpits. Uh, problems that are related, but all different kinds. Uh, and I want to make sure to distinguish the kind of problems that we're talking about. Uh, the Every reform pulpit has a problem because the pastor is a sinner. And uh, I'm a sinner. I make mistakes. I don't do it intentionally. I uh, I could improve at everything that I'm doing. So this is not to say that there's such a thing as a perfect preacher, but it is to say that there are some disappointing things uh, in allegedly conservative and reformed uh, churches, Baptists and Presbyterian particularly. And they're because of a variety of reasons. Uh, one reason is, is because some of our pastors do not have discernment. They can't discern what's good and what's bad. Or like Spurgeon said, they can't distinguish between what is right and what is almost right. Uh, because they have not and uh, do not study the Word of God as much as they should. There's another problem among Reformed preachers, uh, and that is an unbiblical view of tolerance. Uh, when, whenever the other side, that is the enemies of the gospel, want to step up their assaults upon the gospel, they'll talk about tolerance. And, and like Rushton, he said, when they start talking about uh, tolerance, it always leads to an in new intolerance, uh, unless you know what you're doing. And another thing, and this is what Paul constantly emphasized, and that is we not, must not be men pleasers. Paul says that many times, that we must not be afraid of people, afraid of men, and we must not preach so as to win men's applause and become popular and become celebrities. And we have today, particularly in reform pulpits, we have preachers who seem to be more committed to maintaining their celebrity status 
than to preaching the gospel. I want to be careful in what I say. I'm not accusing many of these people that I'm concerned about today of heresy and of denying the doctrine of the Trinity or denying the deity of Christ. I'm not uh, accusing them of anything like that. I am accusing them of being reckless or careless in their application of the truth that they believe. They are influenced by the culture in which we live. They want to maintain a celebrity status in that culture. And so their applications in their sermons don't always fit the doctrines that they profess to believe, that they they want to please man. Well, I'll give you the most recent example about uh, one preacher who, whom I respect, who I think is a reformed preacher and has preached many good sermons. I don't think he's a heretic in any sense whatsoever. But I was greatly surprised and disappointed at his application in his sermon and then his doubling down in another sermon in saying that it's it can be okay for Christians to attend transgender weddings and even take gifts to those weddings. Now, why would he even say such a thing? I'm sure in his heart of hearts, he does not believe that trans, the whole transgender movement is good. No, he emphatically said that he disagrees with it, believes it's sin, and so on. Yeah, so why, why, why would he say something like this? I think he was not thinking straight. And then when he got cornered, he had to defend the position that he made for himself. For instance, like other preachers have pointed out about uh, this man and his uh, comments recently, as others have pointed out recently, there's something that he overlooked. And that is going to a transgender wedding is going to a place or to any wedding is to celebrate that wedding. It's a covenant ceremony. And you're not going with any kind of neutral attitude. You're going to celebrate the covenant making of the two people that are getting married. And I'm sure there's nothing about a transgender wedding that uh, Mr. Begg can celebrate. So then he went on to defend himself. He went on to to uh, double down, as other people have said. That I cannot understand. He could have very easily said, I shouldn't have said what I said on national radio or television, I'm sorry I said it, please forgive me. Here's a clearer statement on what I believe. But he didn't do that. 
Now, that tells me that he is seeking popularity and celebrity status among the group of people that pretty much control culture today. And so it worries me when these preachers make mistakes, and all preachers can make mistakes. We can make doctrinal mistakes. We can make mistakes in our application. But when other brother ministers point out our errors, and we don't repent of what we've just said, we may fall into the category of men-pleasers, being more afraid, being more desirous of what men say to us than what the living God says to us. Now, there are other allegedly Reformed preachers who are extremely dangerous. They have uh, dangerous doctrine. They make dangerous application because there is a synthesis in their preaching. They blend the Reformed faith with various other philosophies and various other outlooks that are dominant in that particular culture. I would hope and pray that Brother Begg has not gone that deep into compromise. So why does it happen? Why does God let things like this happen in the lives and ministries of men who have been used of God and who are committed to the Reformed faith. And it's not just that God allows these things to happen. God plans for them to happen, like in the book of Corinthians. It says that these divisions and false teachings and misrepresentations and false applications that lead to divisions in the church. God brings into the life of the church so as to prove and test those who are faithful to see that they are in fact faithful. Amen. But- uh, we're all go- we're always going through tests. Uh, all the way back to Abraham, God is always testing us and testing our churches and testing our pulpits to see if we'll be faithful to his word no matter what. Now, what I'm interested in and worried about, and worry's the right word, is I know people in his church. Wow. And I don't know what's going to happen to his church. Now all these other famous Reformed preachers are coming down hard on him. All the people in his church have a great respect for these famous Reformed preachers, of which I am not one. But they they all have a deep respect for these uh, Reformed preachers that they put in the same category with Mr. Big. Now, what's going to happen? False doctrine, false application, 
careless application, irresponsible application, always cause division in the church. And now there's great division out there in social media. You have mo many people, and one good thing that's come out is preachers that I didn't think would take a firm stand have taken a firm stand against the applications that Mr. Begg has brought out about transgenderism. Amen. There's some of these preachers that, I mean, it, it's been a great blessing to me to, the, to see them take a stand for the truth. And, uh, but, but it's the divided, the reformed faith now with all of its divisions, uh, is divided even more among the conservative reform people and the conservative reform churches. And now we got people that are more concerned with, uh, uh, uh standing with beg or standing against beg. I think he said the wrong thing and I think he should be exposed for that. I think he should not be condemned as a false preacher, but I wish and pray earnestly that he would humble himself to say, I'm sorry. I never should have said that. There are things that I overlooked, and uh, I, I deeply repent and ask the forgiveness of the Christian church. Amen. If that doesn't, if that doesn't happen with him, I'm afraid what's going to happen for his church. His church, most of his church people, I'm sure, were shocked. And uh, I'm sure they, most of them disagreed with him, but they also love him. They also see him, like you say, as a hero. He's one of the famous Reformed preachers. Now what? Now what are these hundreds of people in his church going to do when their hero stands uh, against the position of historic biblical reform Christianity. They got to make a choice. They either say we must dilute what we've said all along or else be as, uh, as they've been, or else be identified as Pharisees. And so Mr. Begg and others use events in the life of Jesus takes them completely out of context and uses them to show that those people that disagree with him are Pharisees or are the older brother in the prodigal son parable. Now, so that's going to alienate even more, divide even more Reformed churches. So this attempt to make an application and now to defend himself is splitting the Reformed Church. And we have to go to our first commercial break. And if anybody would like to join us on the air with a question, our email address is chrisarnzen at gmail.com, C-H-R-I-S-A-R-N-Z-E-N at gmail.com. Give us your first name at least, your city and state of residence, and your country of residence, if you live outside the USA, please only remain anonymous if your question involves a personal and private matter. And a topic like this, I believe, could easily lend itself to evoking personal and private questions. So we will honor your request to remain anonymous. But please, once again, if it's a general question, 
Give us your first name at least, city and state, and country of residence. We'll be right back with Dr. Joseph C. Markcraft III right after these messages, so please do not go away. Armored Republic exists to equip free men with tools of liberty to defend God-given rights against the twin threats of tyranny and chaos. If you own a rifle to resist tyrants and criminals, then you should own body armor and a med kit for the same reasons. A rifle stops evil, body armor and a med kit keep you in the fight and preserve your life. Armored Republic is a body of free craftsmen united to create tools of liberty. We are honored to be your armorsmith of choice. Civilian ownership of body armor is about increasing decentralized power and by comparison, reducing the advantages of centralized power. The danger of centralized power is often represented by the word king. As Americans, we hate the word king, applied to any mere man. We are Armored Republic, and in a republic, there is no king but Christ. Arm yourself with tools of liberty at armoredrepublic.com. Hello, I'm Phil Johnson, Executive Director of Grace to You with John MacArthur. I've been a frequent guest on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, and I highly recommend this show. But today I want to tell you about one of its advertisers, Rare Document Traders. Far and away, my favorite source for quality Charles Spurgeon memorabilia. Are you looking for that special, unique gift for your pastor or missionary friend or a loved one? Why not purchase a piece of church history that any believer would cherish? Rare Document Traders is your one-step source for Spurgeon's handwritten manuscripts and letters, as well as other rare books and collectible items from church history. In 15 years that they've been in business, they've earned a stellar reputation in the Reformed community with thousands of satisfied customers all around the world, including me. Visit raredoctraders.com today. That's raredoctraders.com. Don't forget to mention you heard about them on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. That's raredoctraders.com. Pastor Keith Allen of Lindbrook Baptist Church, a Christ-centered, gospel-driven church looking to spread the gospel in the southwest portion of Long Island, New York, and play our role in fulfilling the Great Commission, supporting and sending for the spread of the gospel to the ends of the earth. We're delighted to be a part of Chris Arnzen's Iron Sharpens Iron Radio advertising family. At Lindbrook Baptist Church, we believe the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments to be the inspired word of God inerrant in the original writings, complete as the revelation of God's will for salvation, and the supreme and final authority in all matters to which they speak. We believe in salvation by grace, through faith, in Jesus Christ. This salvation is based upon the sovereign grace of God, was purchased by Christ on the cross, and is received through faith alone, apart from any human merit, works, or ritual. Salvation in Christ also results in righteous living, good works, and appropriate respect and concern for all who bear God's image. If you live near Lynbrook, Long Island, or if you're just passing through on the Lord's Day, we'd love to have you come and join us in worship. For details, visit lynbrookbaptist.org. That's L-Y-N-Brookbaptist.org. This is Pastor Keith Allen of Lindbrook Baptist Church reminding you that by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. May the Lord bless you in the knowledge of himself. 
Brian McLaughlin, president of the SecureCom Group and an enthusiastic supporter of Chris Arnson's Iron Sharpens Iron radio program. The SecureCom Group provides the highest level of security, closed-circuit television, access control, and communication systems for Manhattan's top residential buildings, as well as churches, commercial properties, municipalities, and more. We custom install exactly what you need to protect yourself, including digital recording, off-site viewing, and connectivity from most smart devices. From simple code-activated systems to the latest technology using facial recognition, the SecureCom Group has it. We also provide the latest in intercom and IP telephone systems. In addition, we provide superior networking platforms. We'll create, maintain, and secure your local network. Whether it's a Wi-Fi or hardwire network, we'll implement the latest secured firewall, endpoint solutions, and cloud backup. I would love to have the honor and privilege of helping protect the lives and property of Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners and their associates. For more details on how the SecureCom Group may be of service to you with the very latest in security innovations, call 718-353-3355. That's 718-353-3355. Or visit securecomgroup.com. That's securecomgroup.com. This is Brian McLaughlin of the SecureCom Group, joining Chris Arnzen's family of advertisers to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. I'm Dr. Joseph Piper, President Emeritus and Professor of Systematic and Applied Theology at Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary. Every Christian who's serious about the Reformed faith and the Westminster Standards should have and use the eight-volume commentary on the theology and ethics of the Westminster Larger Catechism titled Authentic Christianity by Dr. Joseph Moorcraft. It is much more than an exposition of the Larger Catechism. It is a thoroughly researched work that utilizes biblical exegesis as well as historical and systematic theology. Dr. Moorcraft is pastor of Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, and I urge everyone looking for a biblically faithful church in that area to visit that fine congregation. For details on the eight-volume commentary, go to westminstercommentary.com, westminstercommentary.com. For details on Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, visit heritagepresbyterianchurch.com, heritagepresbyterianchurch.com. Please tell Dr. Moorcraft and the saints at Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, that Dr. Joseph Piper of Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary sent you. Iron Sharpens Iron Radio praise God for the generous monthly financial support of Royal Diadem Jewelers, educated by and affiliated with the American Gem Society, Jewelers of America, and the Gemological Institute of America. For the perfect custom-designed engagement ring or any one-of-a-kind piece of jewelry created exactly according to your imagination and specifications, Royal Diadem Jewelers has you covered. 
No matter where you live in the world, Royal Diadem will walk you step by step through every stage of the process and even hold a high-tech internet virtual visit using state-of-the-art jewelry design technology to serve you. They start by listening carefully to determine your needs. They're interested in making what you want, not what they want to sell you. From rough design to digital model, to photorealistic image, to wax prototype model, to the finished product, they're continually listening to your input, likes and dislikes, making any changes necessary along the way. This will ensure that your custom jewellery will turn out exactly as you dreamed and well beyond your expectations. Visit royaldiadem.com. That's royaldiadem.com today. Sterling Vanderwerker, owner of Royal Diadem Jewelers, his wife Bronnie, his business partner and manager Brian Wilson, and the entire family thank you all for listening to, praying for, and supporting the work of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. And don't forget, folks, RoyalDiadem.com is still offering Iron Sharpens Iron Radio this mind-blowing opportunity, on top of the financial support that they already automatically provide for Iron Sharpen Zion Radio every single month, RoyalDiadem.com is going to give Iron Sharpen Zion Radio 100% of the profits from any sale of jewelry to an Iron Sharpen Zion Radio listener simply by that listener mentioning Iron Sharpen Zion Radio. That's all you have to do when you're making your purchase, and we get 100% of the profits from that sale. So if you love Iron Sharpens Iron Radio and have any intention to purchase jewelry for yourself or someone you love, and keep in mind Mother's Day is coming up, a wonderful opportunity to buy to buy your mother or your spouse a beautiful piece of jewelry and even have a piece of jewelry custom designed by RoyalDiadem.com. So if you have any intention on purchasing jewelry, please go to RoyalDiadem.com very soon. And mention Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, at least to get the ball rolling on your purchase, to make sure that we will get 100% of the profits from that sale of jewelry. Because we have no idea when they're going to pull the plug on this phenomenal uh, opportunity to us where we get 100% of the profits. So go to RoyalDiadem.com today. Mention Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. By the way, I I want to admit a mistake of my own uh, earlier on in the program. I believe I accidentally misnamed a guest that I had on uh, to uh, give the first response to Alistair Begg's horrible uh, counsel to the grandmother uh, who uh, he told to attend a transgendered so-called wedding of her grandson. Uh, That guest was M.D. Perkins. I believe I said M.D. Nelson for some reason. <laughs> but M.D. Perkins, P-E-R-K-I-N-S, who is the author of Dangerous Affirmation, The the Threat of Gay Christianity. And I've interviewed Dr. Perkins twice. So you could go to my uh, archive at ironsharpensionradio.com and listen to both of those interviews. Uh, one was on November 16th. Uh, of 2023 on his book, Dangerous Affirmation, The Threat of Gay Christianity. The second time was on January 30th of uh, 2024 on a response and loving rebuke to Alistair Beck. So uh, that name is spelled P-E-R-K-I-N-S. 
and you could type it into the search engine to find those interviews at ironsharpensironradio.com. But uh, this is a serious issue, is it not, uh, Dr. Moorcraft, because most Christians, and perhaps especially Reformed Christians, we recoil with horror, at least many of us. This is a, there's far too much ecumenism going on uh, w- between Reformed or so-called Reformed Christians in the Church of Rome. But many of us recoil with horror when we see the blatant idolatry of Roman Catholics kneeling before statues and praying to them and kissing them and treating them uh, with no less uh, adoration than they offer to God himself, uh, despite their protests that they are not worshiping these things. But we recoil in horror, and we can plainly see that that is idolatry. And yet, many of us are blind to our own idolatry. I mean, in fact, every time we sin, we are holding something as an idol, perhaps unconsciously, because we are preferring that person or thing over Christ and his uh, will for our lives. And the uh, it seemed to me that, that the responses I was getting to the Alistair Begg uh, uh, programs, the, the programs that I conducted rebuking Alistair Begg, it seemed to me that people were responding in a way that they never would have if it was Joel Olstein, for instance, who had made the yeah. the recommendation. Perhaps you could pick up where I left off there. Yeah, that is true. And what is, what's amazing to me is, is that the thing that I would ask now is, what's next? Where do we go now? We uh, tell people they may go to celebrate uh, transgender weddings and take a gift. Transgenderism is not a sickness. Those who desire transgenderism are people who are self-consciously in defiant rebellion against God. And they... Like God says in the first couple chapters of Romans, that when a culture gives itself to sexual perversion, it is the end of that culture. It's the burning out of that culture. And it, God says three times in those chapters, I, 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 I give them up. I give them up. I give them up. I'm through with them. A culture that condones sexual perversion and defiance of God and the defacing and deforming of the image of God in man and the attempt to escape reality, uh, it's a vain thing. He that sits in the the heavens laughs with scoff in his uh, laughter that uh, a man will never be a woman. It's impossible for a woman ever to be a man. But this is a blatant attempt to break free from God in their own language, to break free from the chains that that God holds them down with. 
And if there's any issue that a preacher must be clear on, it's this issue. We've got to take a stand on things, and we've got to make sure that our stand on those things is thoroughly biblical. The line has been drawn. We are in a war, uh, just like Jehovah was in a war against the gods of Egypt and against Pharaoh and against the religions of Egypt. We are in a war against this culture in which we live that is in a blatant rebellion against God. We cannot uh, appear to be neutral. We cannot appear to be uncertain. There are certain people's feelings that we will hurt. The gospel is a scandal. And the cross is a scandal to those that are in rebellion against God. And if there's any time that the Reformed Church should stand firm in unity in the truth and in the application of the truth, it is now. And now our churches are confused. There'll be people to leave that church. There'll be people that will stand with big because they don't like what people are saying about him. And where the Holy Spirit is work, there's unity and unity in the truth. Where there's disunity and division, there's a breakdown in truth and there's an absence of the Holy Spirit's work. I mean, this isn't any little thing. Uh, he brought up the prodigal son and the father of the prodigal son. Uh, accepting the prodigal son, welcoming him with open arms. He did, after the prodigal son repented and came back home to the father. I mean, he's having to go against his conscience. And now he's leading his people to go against the conscience and other preachers will stand with him. I'll tell you the worst thing. I hope nobody ever says about me. But I actually had one preacher said, and I think this is going too far. But nevertheless, you see the nature of things. I had heard one preacher actually say that Alistair Begg is the new Andy Stanley. Uh, and we are saying in this battle right now, the diluting of the Reformed faith. You'd expect liberals to act like this. You'd expect people like Tim Keller, except now he's in heaven and knows better, to act like this. But when people that you trust and who earnestly preach the faith stand for perversion, it shows you how far our culture has fallen into this evil culture. If this is true in Reformed churches, if Reformed churches cannot stand steadfastly for biblical ethics and doctrine, 
We have no reason to expect that any of these evangelicals or any of these other churches will do anything other than give in as well. So I don't think this is a little thing. My heart breaks over this. And we must stand firm or sink. Amen. And we do have a listener question for you from Cindy in Findlay, Ohio. And Cindy says, Good evening, Pastor Moorcraft and Chris. I would like to mention, as I do every time you are a guest, that you are one of my favorite guests on Chris's show. I have listened to Alistair Begg daily for the past four or five years since becoming Reformed. I don't think his purpose in supporting and encouraging attending homosexual or transgender wedding ceremonies has anything to do with his attempting to preserve his celebrity status. I truly think... He is a sincere, he has a sincere desire to love people, including homosexuals and transgenders. I personally think there are many ways to do this without violating scripture, and we must do so since we are commanded to love our neighbor as ourselves. I almost, I also must say that I absolutely disagree with his advice and was a bit offended when he labeled those like me who disagree with him as Pharisees. The prodigal son story and the Jesus eating with sinners story were seriously incorrectly applied to this situation. I have 11 grandchildren when they are of age. If any of them would ask me to ride along in the back seat of a getaway car while they rob the bank, I would decline and firmly correct them, explaining to them how it violates scripture and the clear teachings of God. There is no debate necessary. I wouldn't consider this offense as egregious as the one that Alistair recommended. To sum it up, it may be true in some cases, but I don't think, (coughs) excuse me, I do not think in the case of Alistair that it is an issue of maintaining a celebrity status. I truly believe he wants to show love to this segment of society as misplaced as his desire may be. Uh, one thing I'd like to say before I forget to, before Dr. Moorcraft responds, one thing that Alistair and those who defend him seem to uh, not consider seriously, in all this talk about Alistair recommending a grandmother to do a so-called act of love to a transgendered person by showing up at a wedding, and I, and I don't believe that is an act of love, but but with all this focus on the person, the transgendered person, what about all those people that may be in that so-called transgendered person's life who are devastated that he's begin, getting married to a person of the same gender? And what kind of an act of love is attending the wedding to those people? What kind of an act of love is it to everyone who had prayed that this person would repent? But I'll let you pick up where where I left off there. Well, you see, that that is it. That to say that what he's recommending is an act of love is to say that what I'm recommending is not. And so it's this whole understanding of love and acceptance of evil that is at stake. 
that uh, it is saying in this culture, we must be loving and we must be tolerant. And we must uh, be compassionate with those that are struggling with transgenderism. I think the bear, thing to bear in mind is that they're not struggling with transgenderism. They're in rebellion against God, and an act of love would be to invite them to our church, to preach the gospel to them, to try our best to lead them out of the perversion they're into, to get them to repent, to show them just how evil and wicked, pernicious, dangerous, deadly what they're doing is because you don't just commit one sin. You just don't make one doctoral mistake. And so once you start making mistakes in the application of the Bible to culture, you're going to make more. And this has gone from transgenderism to now a battle over who's showing compassion and who's not. That brings an even greater division within the Christian church. It is to say that only those that are willing to celebrate transgender weddings uh, are, are being compassionate. And I mean, it is, it, it continues to deepen and to worsen. And, and, and we get farther and farther away from the Reformed faith. Like I said a while ago, what's next? Where do we go from here? Why does somebody who has known the truth take such an arrogant stand for this new and unbiblical view? When he says, I, I, I'm not ready to repent. Why would anybody say that? Right. I'm not ready to repent of my decision. Or those who disagree with me are Pharisees. Why would somebody say that about brothers and sisters who stood with him in the faith and biblical ethics for years and years? Yep, on the same platforms at conferences and... Uh, promoting his books and you know he's limited he's limiting his ministry if not ending it yep and by the way i want to make it clear that cindy in findlay ohio uh, agrees with us that his counsel was very wrong she just does not believe his motivation was maintaining a celebrity status but in one sense that doesn't matter we're not mind readers uh but not only was his counsel grievous and egregious his doubling down on it perhaps was even more so uh uh, even defying the the godly counsel of friends and peers in the ministry but i want to remind our listeners that i am primarily uh conducting today's show not to focus on the flaws of alistair Begg, but to have our listeners examine their own hearts and minds and lives, uh, perhaps especially those that are continuing to defend Alistair Begg, 
uh, so vociferously and tenaciously, but it could be anything else. It doesn't have to be Alistair Begg that they're defending. It Anything that they are so attached to that it uh, really clouds their their discernment in a very dangerous way. Uh, and even in, as I originally titled this, this theme, that this could wind up uh, causing people to deny solus Christus and sola scriptura, uh, people who are not putting Christ first in their faith, and also allowing the, the thoughts and teachings of men to stand as a higher standard than the Bible itself. Am I going overboard by saying that, Dr. Moorcraft, in your opinion? Not in my opinion, and also, what about our children and grandchildren that are in his church and, and that are hearing things like this? And then they go out in the world and they hear the world confirm the very same things. What do we say to our children and our grandchildren? Is it okay to celebrate perversion sometimes, but not all the time? I mean, th this is right at the heart of everything we're fighting against in this culture. And I pray earnestly that Brother Begg would see the, 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 the division and the confusion and would come to his senses and would repent and would humble himself and would, would, would return to preaching what he once preached. He does in so many other areas. But, but ethics is so important in this culture. And we have to go to our midway break right now, brother, so you can pick up where you left off. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. So please do not go away. When Iron Sharpens Iron Radio first launched in 2005, the publishers of the New American Standard Bible were among my very first sponsors. It gives me joy knowing that many scholars and pastors in the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio audience have been sticking with or switching to the NASB. I'm Dr. Joe Moorcraft, pastor of Heritage Presbyterian Church in Cumming, Georgia, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Anthony Uvino, founder of TheReformRookie.com and co-founder of New York Apologetics, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Tim Bushong of Syracuse Baptist Church in Syracuse, Indiana, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Eli Ayala, founder of Revealed Apologetics and staff member with the Historical Bible Society, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Josh Miller of Grace Bible Fellowship Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Joe Bianchi, president of Calvary Press Publishing in Greenville, South Carolina, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Jake Korn of Switzerland Community Church in Switzerland, Florida, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. Here's a great way for your church to help keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Pastors, are your pew Bibles tattered and falling apart? Consider restocking your pews with the NASB. And tell the publishers you heard about them from Chris Arnzen on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Go to nasbible.com. That's nasbible.com to place your order. 
Chris Arnzen here, host of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. I strongly recommend a church I've been recommending as far back as the 1980s, Grace Covenant Baptist Church in Flemington, New Jersey, pastored by Alan Dunn. Grace Covenant Baptist Church believes it's God's prerogative to determine how he shall be worshipped and how he shall be represented in the world. They believe churches need to turn to the Bible to discover what to include in worship and how to worship God in spirit and truth. They endeavor to maintain a God-centered focus and to protect worship from the intrusion of carnal entertainments and distractions. Reading, preaching, and hearing the Word of God, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, baptism, and communion are the scriptural elements of their corporate worship performed with faith, joy, and sobriety. Discover more about Grace Covenant Baptist Church in Flemington, New Jersey at gcbc-nj.org. That's gcbc-nj.org. Or call them at 908-996-7654. That's 908-996-7654. Tell Pastor Dunn you heard about Grace Covenant Baptist Church on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. If you love Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, one of the best ways you can help keep the show on the air is by supporting our advertisers. One such faithful advertiser who really believes in what Chris Arnton is doing is Daniel P. Patafuco, serious injury lawyer and Christian apologist. Dan is the president and founder of the Historical Bible Society. Their mission to foster belief in the credibility of Scripture as the written Word of God. They go to various churches, schools, and institutions to publicly display a rare collection of biblical texts, along with a fascinating presentation by Mr. Butterfuco demonstrating the reliability of Scripture. To advance the cause of the Gospel, they created a beautiful, perfect facsimile of the genealogy of Jesus Christ from the original engravings contained in a first edition 1611 King James Bible. This 17th century hand-engraved chart shows the family tree of Jesus Christ going back to Adam and Eve. This book is complete with gorgeous full-size illustrations of Noah's Ark and the Tower of Babel and an explanation of why the genealogy of Jesus is so important for his claims to the throne of the universe. Originals of this work are in museums and nobody has ever made it accessible to the public in a large book form before. You can have your own copy of this 44-page genealogy book for a donation of $35 or more. Visit historicalbiblesociety.org. That's historicalbiblesociety.org. Thanks for helping to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. such a blessing to hear from Iron Sharpens Iron Radio listeners from all over the world. Here's Joe Riley, a listener in Ireland, who wants you to know about a guest on the show he really loves hearing interviewed, Dr. Joe Moorcraft. 
I'm Joe Riley, a faithful Iron Sharpens Iron radio listener here in Atoy in County Kildare, Ireland, going back to 2005. One of my very favourite guests on Iron Sharpens Iron is Dr. Joe Moorcraft. If you've been blessed by Iron Sharpens Iron radio, Dr. Moorcraft and Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, are largely to thank since they are one of the program's largest financial supporters. Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming is in Forsyth County, a part of the Atlanta metropolitan area. Heritage is a thoroughly biblical church, unwaveringly committed to Westminster standards, and Dr. Joe Moorcraft is the author of an eight-volume commentary on the larger catechism. Heritage is a member of the Hanover Presbytery, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, and tracing its roots and heritage back to the great Protestant Reformation of the 16th century. Heritage maintains and follows the biblical truth and principles proclaimed by the reformers. Scripture alone, grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone, and God's glory alone. Their primary goal is the worship of the triune God that continues in eternity. For more details on Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, visit heritagepresbyterianchurch.com. That's heritagepresbyterianchurch.com. Or call 678-954-7831. That's 678-954-7831. If you visit, tell them Joe Riley, an Iron Sharpens Iron radio listener from a tie in County Kildare, Ireland, sent you. Hello, my name is Anthony Uvino, and I'm one of the pastors at Hope Reform Baptist Church in Quorum, New York, and also the host of the ReformRookie.com website. I want you to know that if you enjoy listening to the Iron Sharpens Iron radio show like I do, you can now find it on the Apple's iTunes app by typing Iron Sharpens Iron radio in the search bar. You no longer have to worry about missing a show or a special guest because you're in your car or still at work. Just subscribe on the iTunes app and listen to the Iron Sharpens Iron radio show at any time, day or night. Please be sure to also give it a good review and pass it along to anyone who would benefit from the teaching and the many solidly reformed guests that Chris Arnson has on the show. Truth is so hard to come by these days, so don't waste your time with fluff or fake news. Subscribe to the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio podcast right now. And while you're at it, you can also sign up for the ReformRookie.com podcast and visit our website and the YouTube page. We are dedicated to teaching Christian theology from a Reformed Baptist perspective to beginners in the faith as well as seasoned believers. From Keech's Catechism and the Doctrines of Grace to the Olivet Discourse and the Book of Leviticus, the Reform Rookie Podcast and YouTube channel is sure to have something to offer everyone seeking biblical truth. And finally, if you're looking to worship in a Reformed church that holds to the 1689 London Baptist Confession of Faith, please join us at Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Quorum, New York. Again, I'm Pastor Anthony Avenio, and thanks for listening. at thousands of community centers, high schools, middle schools, juvenile institutions, coffee shops, and local hangouts, Long Island Youth for Christ, staff and volunteers meet with young people who need Jesus. We are rural and urban, and we are always about the message of Jesus. Our mission is to have a noticeable spiritual impact on Long Island, New York, by engaging young people in the lifelong journey of following Christ. Long Island Youth for Christ has been a stalwart bedrock ministry since 1959. We have a world-class staff and a proven track record of bringing consistent love and encouragement to youths in need all over the country and around the world. Help honor our history by becoming a part of our future. Volunteer, donate, pray, or all of the above. 
For details, call Long Island Youth for Christ at 631-385-8333. That's 631-385-8333. Or visit liyfc.org. That's liyfc.org. This is Pastor Bill Sasso, Grace Church at Franklin, here in the beautiful state of Tennessee. Our congregation is one of a growing number of churches who love and support Iron Sharpens Iron Radio financially. Grace Church at Franklin is an independent, autonomous body of believers which strives to clearly declare the whole counsel of God as revealed in Scripture through the person and work of our Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, the end for which we strive is the glory of God. If you live near Franklin, Tennessee, and Franklin is just south of Nashville, maybe 10 minutes, or you are visiting this area, or you have friends and loved ones nearby, we hope you will join us some Lord's Day in worshiping our God and Savior. Please feel free to contact me if you have more questions about Grace Church at Franklin. Our website is gracechurchatfranklin.org. That's gracechurchatfranklin.org. This is Pastor Bill Sasser wishing you all the richest blessings of our Sovereign Lord, God, Savior, and King, Jesus Christ, today and always. Charles Haddon Spurgeon once said, Give yourself unto reading. The man who never reads will never be read. He who never quotes will never be quoted. He who will not use the thoughts of other men's brains proves that he has no brains of his own. You need to read. Solid Ground Christian Books is a publisher and book distributor who takes these words of the Prince of Preachers to heart. The mission of Solid Ground Christian Books is to bring back treasures of the past to minister to Christians in the present and future and to publish new titles that address burning issues in the church and the world. Since its beginning in 2001, Solid Ground has been committed to publish God-centered, Christ-exalting books for all ages. We invite you to go treasure hunting at solid-ground-books.com. That's solid-ground-books.com and see what priceless literary gems from the past or present you can unearth from Solid Ground. Solid Ground Christian Books is honored to be a weekly sponsor of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. And please, folks, with Easter coming up, also known as Resurrection Sunday, uh, please go to solid-ground-books.com and do some uh, Easter shopping for gifts for those that you love. The finest in Christian literature can be the greatest gift you can give because not only does solid, biblically sound Christian literature uh, edify and help brothers and sisters in Christ grow in the faith. It also has very often been used throughout the centuries to lead the lost uh, to salvation because of the gospel content in those books. Uh, So I am urging you, please, today, go to solid-ground-books.com and make as large a purchase as you possibly can, and let them know that you heard about solid-ground-books.com on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Keep in mind, you're not only going to be doing 
solid-ground-books.com a favor by buying books from them, and you're not only going to be doing Iron Sharpens Iron Radio a favor by keeping one of our most important advertisers happy, you're going to be doing yourself and anyone for whom you purchase books from solid-ground-books.com an enormous favor of incalculable value because they bring back into print lost treasures of the past that have been uh, hidden very often uh, from Christians for centuries even until they were rediscovered by solid-ground-books and brought into print, things going all the way back uh, to the 16th century Protestant Reformation, and even those uh, wonderful books that are coming out in print for the very first time in our modern day, like Dr. James R. White of Alpha and Omega Ministries that have been published by solid-ground-books.com. So go to solid-ground-books.com today and visit frequently and purchase generously, always mentioning that you heard about them from Chris Aronson of Iron Sharp and Zion Radio. Before I return to Dr. Joseph C. Markraft III and our discussion on the dangers of hero worship, I have some important announcements to make. If you love the show and you don't want it to disappear, folks, please go to ironsharpensionradio.com, click support, then click, click to donate now. You can donate instantly with a debit or credit card in that fashion. If you prefer snail mail, sending in a physical check to a physical address from your post office, there will also be a physical address that appears on your screen when you click support at ironsharpensignradio.com, where you can mail your checks made payable to Iron Sharpensign Radio. If you want to advertise with us, as Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia does, and many other fine Christian organizations, well, uh, send me an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com and put advertising in the subject line. As long as whatever it is you want to promote is compatible with what I believe, I would love to help you launch an ad campaign as quickly as possible because we're just as much in urgent need of your advertising dollars as we are in your donations. So send me that email to chrisarnson at gmail.com and put advertising in the subject line. And keep in mind, folks, I never want anybody in the Iron Sharp and Zion radio audience to give your own church less money than you normally give your church on the Lord's Day in order to give us a financial gift. Please do not do that. And if you're really struggling to survive and make ends meet, wait until you're more stable financially and back on your feet before you send us a financial gift. The Bible is very clear. We are primarily to use the money with which he has blessed us, which is still God's money. We're primarily to use that to support our church and family. And providing for Iron Trip and Zion Radio is obviously not a command of God. But if you love the show, you want it to remain on the air, and you are blessed financially above and beyond your ability to support church and family, you have extra money for benevolent, recreational, and trivial purposes. And you love this show, and you don't want it to disappear. Go to irontrepandzionradio.com, click support, then click click to donate now. Last but not least, if you are not a member of a Christ-honoring, biblically faithful, theologically sound, doctrinally solid church, like Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia. I have extensive lists of biblically faithful churches all over the world, and I may be able to help you find a church that is biblically faithful no matter where you live on the planet Earth, as I have already done with many people spanning the globe in the Iron Trip and Zion radio audience. So if that's the case with you, you're without a church home, send me an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com. And put, I need a church in the subject line. That's also the email address to send in a question to Dr. Joseph C. Morkraft III. 
chrisarnson at gmail.com. Give us your first name at least, city and state, and country of residence. Did you want to pick up where you left off, uh, Dr. Moorcraft? Uh, yes, a couple other things. Uh, one is concerning the impact this is going to have on young preachers that are not famous, that pastor small churches, and that have preachers like Mr. Big as heroes. Uh, what are they going to do? A lot of them will be influenced by these guys to weaken their stand uh, against the evil of our culture. I mean, a Christian preacher, uh, he's really affected when he's accused of not being loving. I mean, and not being compassionate. That makes a big impact on him. And so when you have a famous preacher saying people that disagree with his application of the Word of God uh, are unloving, they don't want to be unloving. They want to reach our culture. They want to reach transgender people for Christ. So they're going to water down their particular stand and take a similar stand to some of these celebrity preachers uh, because they respect them. And so uh, uh, the, the, the dilution of the Reformed faith continues. Uh, one other thing is my advice to the members of Brother Begg's church. Like I say, I know I have some friends that go there. And my advice to you is this. Do not leave the church. Do not leave the church. Uh, even if you're very angry at what he is saying right now, trust the Holy Spirit of God to change his mind. Most of his sermons are going to be full of truth. They're going to be edifying. There's probably nobody in that city that will preach more the truth than him. So I don't recommend that you leave the church over this. I recommend that you pray for it, that you and your family regularly cry out to God for your pastor, that you have groups in your church meet together and have Bible studies and earnestly and sincerely with an attitude of love towards your pastor. Pray that God would change his heart. Amen. Uh, and get the elders, if there's elders in the church, surely the elders don't agree with him. Get the elders to take a firm stand and uh, against him in the church, saying we do not agree with our pastor whom we love. And so the elders can can stop the bleeding in that church if they would take a strong, faithful stand. So the issue is pray, get the elders to be good shepherds. And it is my prayer and hope 
that Brother Begg would repent, and not just him, but of these other preachers who make such weak applications of the gospel. I know of one allegedly reformed preacher who was so concerned to be accepted by the progressives in the political world that he recommended on television that people sell all their guns and give their money to missionaries. Now, that was really stupid. (laughs) (laughs) It was was not only stupid, why would a preacher say that? You know, I think the only people who would... the only people who would listen Sir? the only people who would listen to that are those that don't have guns to begin with. <laughs> yeah, that may be true. And uh so preachers have got to be careful. They're dealing with the souls of men and women, and particularly the reform preachers out there who are even more accountable. And they've got to be careful on how they apply the word of God. And they've got to do it uh, fearlessly. They've got to do it in such a way that it's a savor of life and life to some and a savor of death unto death and to others. And when it quits being a savor of death unto death to some, it stops being a savor of life unto life to others. We're talking about a very serious thing here. We have a question from Morty, uh, and Morty lives in Flowery Branch, Georgia. Oh, that's about five minutes from where I live. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, well, Morty, if you haven't already, please pay a visit to Heritage Presbyterian Church, coming Georgia, especially if you don't have a, a biblically sound church uh, that where you're a member already. Even if you are a member, you could visit the church. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, Morty wants to know that he asked the question, it is likely that most people who are idolizing their heroes to the point of actually committing idolatry are unconscious of this. Do you have any steps that every Christian should take when they are examining their own minds, hearts, and lives to see if they are guilty of lifting up a hero in the faith far too high? Very good question. I think uh, heroes, godly heroes in the Christian faith are important. You remember you and I had a two or three, four week series on them. Very important. I have all kinds of heroes in the Christian faith. But make sure that the heroes have the qualities of heroes. Make sure they're godly. Make sure they're holy. Make sure they are inflexibly committed to the preaching and teaching of the Word of God. And uh, so just continue to encourage. If a pastor starts to go down a blind trail, if he starts to compromise, Tell him. Tell him you're praying for him. Tell him you think he's making some big mistakes going in the direction he's going. 
Don't be afraid to tell him those things. He's not God. And your comments can change the direction of his ministry and of your church and have a major influence in the war we're fighting with humanism. So uh, the members of the church have got to be courageous. And they must follow the preacher when he's right and not be afraid to call his hand when he's wrong. And the standard by which you tell the difference is the word of God. So you've got to be a faithful, diligent student of the word of God yourself and ask yourself the question, what does the word of God teach about sexual perversion? What does the word of God teach about transgenderism and trying to escape the gender that God has made you in? What does God's word say about this culture in its blatant attempt to escape the commands of God? And then stand firm for the truth, no matter what the cost, no matter what your preacher says about you. And you may be the one person that can have the changing influence on your pastor's life. Amen. And by the way, uh, since the Bible doesn't specifically address transgenderism, couldn't we rightly say that if the Bible condemns even wearing the clothing of, of, the, of a person of the opposite gender, how on earth could it be blessing people who go to the lengths of having uh, hormonal, chemical, and, and surgical uh, methods of, of trying to change their gender? Obviously, you and I know that it is impossible to change somebody's gender, but to make themselves look more like the opposite gender, if, if the clothing is even prohibited, how on earth could anybody think that uh, something more Right, serious? plus the Bible forbids any unnecessary defacing of the human body. That's right. And so it's more, it's, it's more than sexual. Mm -hmm. it's, I'm not satisfied with what God has made of me and so I'm going to be the God of my life and make myself into what I want to be. I mean, it is an issue of rebellion, not just an issue of sex. And uh, we have uh, Philip in Muleshoe, Texas. And Philip asks, don't we in the Reform community often revere our heroes too highly and follow in their footsteps with theological choices that we make, not because we find them in the Bible, but because our hero, either from the past or present, either did or does these things. You know, that's an excellent question uh, that from, is. from Philip in Muleshoe, Texas. And uh, th this is going to be a sensitive thing here I'm going to bring up because my brother... And friend who's my guest today is a Pado baptist I'm a Credo baptist And uh, I, I believe that it is a serious error for anybody to, for instance, change their view of baptism just because their heroes believed and practiced a certain... That's view. exactly right. I'll tell you a story you'll appreciate. 
uh, there was a young Reformed Baptist preacher, good friend of mine, great guy, who uh, read through the eight volumes of my commentary in one summer. The only person I know that's ever done it. Wow. And he was a uh, Reformed Baptist, and he read the chapter, the, particularly the chapter on infant baptism, and he said, Pastor Moorcraft, uh, what you said about infant baptism in your commentary was pretty convincing. He said, but I don't want to believe in infant baptism just because you do, and I don't want to believe in credo baptism just because my daddy does. I said, you're in a hard place, buddy. <laughs> yeah, we, we we who say we believe in Sola Scriptura really have to put our money where the mouth is, as they say, and make sure that that we are convinced of Scripture, of anything uh, that, we, that we believe. I had a young man that wanted to marry my daughter, my youngest daughter, and he was uh, a Reformed Baptist. And uh, so I gave him some books to read on infant baptism because I knew he was a strong Calvinist, but I wanted him to be a Presbyterian. So he took me out to eat to ask me if he could marry my daughter. And I said, well, let's talk about infant baptism. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, well, I used to not believe in it, but after talking to you and reading all your books you gave us, I now believe in it. I said, that's good, but why do you believe in it? If you believe in it just to get the girl, it doesn't count. And so uh, we must not follow, no matter how much we respect or love a man, we must not follow him simply because we love him. But we must always follow the Word of God wherever it leads us. So where's this young man buried? (laughs) I'm only kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He married my daughter. Oh, wow. Yeah, because he said... uh, I, I believe in it now because of the Word of God. I said, okay, that, that counts. <laughs> so anyway, so the point is that uh, I'm I'm tempted. I'm sure you are. I'm tempted. I, there's a lot of great men in the past that I love and respect and and can't get enough of. And I'm often tempted to believe what they say simply because they said it without looking at the Word of God, which right. is always sinful. Yes. And I have a very close friend uh, who uh, swore she was a pre-tribulational dispensationalist, and the answer when we would have conversations always wound up with, well, that's John MacArthur's view, and uh, I can't see any reason why I should disagree with a great man like that. I said, really? Are you kidding me? I said, if you told that to John MacArthur, I'm sure he would be upset. And by the way, I, yeah, I want to let you know that she, today she is a theonomic postmillennialist. <laughs> well, that's great. Bless her heart. And great men of God were used to bring her to that position, but it was the scriptural evidence they gave. That yes, that led her to that. 
I, I tell my church often, I said, if, if what you believe, you believe what you believe, because it's in the Westminster Confession of Faith, your house is built on sand. There you go. That, that you must build your house upon a solid foundation of rock. Amen. Which is the Word of God. And in fact, that's even coming from uh, you, who wrote an eight-volume commentary on the larger catechism. That's, that's exactly correct. And so I would hope that the people in these churches where these pastors are compromising on things would recognize the compromise, and if the pastors preach the truth, to confront them lovingly and firmly and steadfastly and call them to repentance. We have an anonymous listener who says, I fear that my pastor is guilty of hero worship, not that he is idolizing great men of either the past or the present, but he seems to be idolizing his own mind and his own opinions because he very rarely will quote from or cite a great hero of the faith or a commentary and seems to think he is too wise in his understanding to need those things. Isn't that also equally a danger in the same category? That is a wise observation. And the answer to that, particularly in the Reformed faith, uh, you have Reformed preachers who idolize their own mind and themselves. And uh, you must, a preacher must constantly bring himself under the judgment of the Word of God and humble himself to realize that he can make mistakes, that he's not perfect, and that he must constantly bring himself under the discipline and judgment of the Word of God. So whoever asked that question, that is a very wise observation, particularly among young preachers. Young preachers sometimes who do a lot of reading, who have a lot of books, who've listened to a lot of tapes, have a far more high view of their own mind than they ought to have. Amen. And, and that's it. I, I would pray that that there are young preachers listening that would listen to that particular question and search their own souls and make sure they're not idolizing themselves and thinking that what they believe is the final word on anything. Amen. Uh, there is uh, a question from Sally in Seaford, Long Island, New York. And Sally says, do you have any anecdotal evidence since you've been a pastor for many years of re reaching the heart of someone who you believed was guilty of the idolatry of a hero and you saw them do you saw them reach a point where it dawned on them where they turned around and repented and acknowledged that fact? Uh, yes, sir, I've seen those times. And I think a person must be 
uh, if there's a great Calvinist that somebody really appreciates and is benefited by, even to the point of idolatry, and you see it, uh, the first thing I would do if 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 the old guy is really a Calvinist is read his writings, learn from him, realize that he is one of the giants of the faith, and tell your friend that you fully appreciate the things that you have learned from him, and you pray that you would always follow the scriptures and not just where he would lead. So if you're going to get anywhere with somebody that worships a great Calvinist of the past, you must first of all make sure that you read that guy and that you have allowed him to make a great influence on you and then tell your friend, I don't worship him. I don't believe what he believes because he believes it. I, I have studied him and his writings in comparison with the word of God, and it's obvious to me that he follows that word more than the will of man. Amen. And by the way, uh, I've got a note. I usually don't give the full names of people, but in this case, it's a pastor that uh, I've heard great things about. Uh, Tim Crockett, who is the pastor of Bible Way Baptist Church in Worcester, Massachusetts, uh, once a free will believing, independent fundamentalist, uh, KJV only, anti Calvinist, uh, Pastor Crockett says Dr. Moorcraft's series on the Synod of Dort was excellent. And uh, I'm wondering what he meant by series. Do you know what he's specifically referring to? Sermon series, perhaps? Uh, series on what, did he say? Synod of Dort. I got thousands of series. On, on the Synod of Dort. Sir? The Synod of Dort. Oh, the Synod of Dort, he said. So he wants to know what my opinion is of the Synod of Dort? No, no. He was just bragging about how excellent your series on the Synod of Dort was. Oh, oh, well, thank you very much. Synod of Dort was a great historical moment in the history of the church. The uh, let me just um, uh, let me just play on the back of that. The Synod, S Y N O D, same thing as Assembly, was a meeting of all the. Reform people of Europe in the uh, in 1619. Uh, the only Reform preachers that couldn't come were from France, and the uh, Catholic government would let them come. But there were Reform preachers from every country on Europe, in Europe, and they represented the heart and soul of Protestantism, and. Uh, they brought before them some people who were following the writings of a man named Jacob Harmonson, we know as Arminian, Arminius. And they were following him, and they were denying the basic principles of the Reformed faith. So the entire Reformed world at the Synod of Dort called these men on the carpet, let them gave them the opportunity to defend themselves and then condemned uh, what they preached 
condemned what they wrote, expelled them from the churches. Now, what's amazing is the Synod of Dort condemned these men for believing doctrines that are the most popular doctrines among evangelicalism today in the 21st century. Wow. So in the in the in the 1619, the whole reform world condemned the teachings of these men that are now accepted by most people in in uh, in the West today. We and what also is amazing since you brought it up. What also is amazing is that what most evangelicals believe today is the theology of medieval Catholicism. Uh, and so between medieval Catholicism and the Arminianism of the 16th century, you, ha you have a description of what evangelicals today believe. That's why it is so absolutely important for reformed men to stand in the pulpit and not compromise the exposition or the application of the reformed faith. Our mutual friend, Bill Shishko, pastor of the Haven Orthodox Presbyterian Church in Comac, Long Island, yeah. he has said that modern, much of modern evangelicalism is nothing more than non-liturgical Roman Catholicism. <laughs> how, true, how true is that? And uh, we have to go to our final break. If you have a question that you'd like to ask Dr. Moorcraft, send it immediately because we're rapidly running out of time. ChrisArnson at gmail.com. ChrisArnson at gmail.com. Give us your first name, at least city and state and country of residence. We'll be right back. Please do not go away. James White of Alpha and Omega Ministries here. If you've watched my Dividing Line webcast often enough, you know I have a great love for getting Bibles and other documents vital to my ministry rebound to preserve and ensure their longevity. And besides that, they feel so good. I'm so delighted I discovered Post Tenebris Lux Bible Rebinding. No radio ad will be long enough to sing their praises sufficiently, but I'll give it a shot. Jeffrey Rice of Post Tenebris Lux is a remarkably gifted craftsman and artisan. All his work is done by hand from the cutting to the pleating of corners to the perimeter stitching. Jeffrey uses the finest and buttery soft imported leathers in a wide variety of gorgeous colors like the turquoise goat skin tanned in Italy used for my Nessie All in 28th edition with a navy blue goat skin inside liner and the electric blue goat skin from a French tannery used to rebind a Reformation study Bible I used as a gift. The silver gilding he added on the page edges has a stunning mirror finish resembling highly polished chrome. Jeffrey will customize your rebinding to your specifications and even emboss your logo into the leather, making whatever he rebinds a one-of-a-kind work of art. For more details on Post Tenebris Lux Bible Rebinding, go to ptlbiblerebinding.com. That's ptlbiblerebinding.com. When Iron 
Iron Sharpens Iron Radio first launched in 2005, the publishers of the New American Standard Bible were among my very first sponsors. It gives me joy knowing that many scholars and pastors in the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio audience have been sticking with or switching to the NASB. I'm Dr. Joseph Piper, President and Professor of Systematic and Homiletical Theology at Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary in Taylor, South Carolina. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Chuck White of the First Trinity Lutheran Church in Tonawanda, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Anthony Mathenia of Christ Church in Radford, Virginia, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Jesse Miller of Damascus Road Christian Church in Gardnerville, Nevada, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Bruce Bennett of Word of Truth Church in Farmingville, Long Island, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Rodney Brown of Metro Bible Church in South Lake, Texas, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Jim Harrison of Red Mills Baptist Church in Mayapack Falls, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. Here's a great way for your church to help keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Pastors, are your pew Bibles tattered and falling apart? Consider restocking your pews with the NASB. And tell the publishers you heard about them from Chris Arnzen on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Go to nasbible.com. That's nasbible.com to place your order. Hi, I'm Buzz Taylor. Chris Arnzen of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio has had a long-time partnership with our friends at CVBBS, which stands for Cumberland Valley Bible Book Service. They specialize in supplying Reformed and Puritan books and Bibles at discount prices that make them affordable for everyone. CVBBS has been a family-owned book service since 1987, operating out of Carlisle, Pennsylvania. They seek to bring you the best available Christian books and Bibles at the best possible prices. Unlike other book sites, they make no effort to provide every book that is available or popular because, frankly, much of what is being printed is not worth your time. That means you can get to the good stuff faster. It also means you don't have to worry about being assaulted by the pornographic, heretical, and otherwise faith-insulting materials promoted by the secular book vendors. Browse the pages at ease, shop at your leisure, and purchase with confidence at Cumberland Valley Bible Book Service. Order online at cvbbs.com. That's cvbbs.com. Or you can order by phone at 1-800-656-0231. That's 1-800-656-0231. Please let our friends at CVBBS know that you heard about them on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. I'm Dr. Tony Costa, Professor of Apologetics and Islam at Toronto Baptist Seminary. I'm thrilled to introduce to you a church where I've been invited to speak and have grown to love, Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Quorum, Long Island, New York, pastored by Rich Jensen and Christopher McDowell. It's such a joy to witness and experience fellowship with people of God like the dear saints at Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Quorum, who have an intensely passionate desire to continue digging deeper and deeper into the unfathomable riches of Christ in His Holy Word. 
and to enthusiastically proclaim Christ Jesus the King and his doctrines of sovereign grace in Suffolk County, Long Island, and beyond. I hope you also have the privilege of discovering this precious congregation and receive the blessing of being showered by their love, as I have. For more information on Hope Reform Baptist Church, go to hopereformedli.net. That's hopereformedli.net. Or call 631-696-5711. That's 631-696-5711. Tell the folks at Hope Reformed Baptist Church of Quorum, Long Island, New York, that you heard about them from Tony Costa on Iron Sharpens Iron. President of the SecureCom Group and an enthusiastic supporter of Chris Arnzen's Iron Sharpens Iron radio program. The SecureCom Group provides the highest level of security, closed-circuit television, access control, and communication systems for Manhattan's top residential buildings, as well as churches, commercial properties, municipalities, and more. We custom install exactly what you need to protect yourself, including digital recording, off-site viewing, and connectivity from most smart devices. From simple code-activated systems to the latest technology using facial recognition, the SecureCom Group has it. We also provide the latest in intercom and IP telephone systems. In addition, we provide superior networking platforms. We'll create, maintain, and secure your local network. Whether it's a Wi-Fi or hardwire network, we'll implement the latest secured firewall, endpoint solutions, and cloud backup. I would love to have the honor and privilege of helping protect the lives and property of Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners and their associates. For more details on how the SecureCom Group may be of service to you with the very latest in security innovations, call 718-353-3355. That's 718-353-3355. Or visit securecomgroup.com. That's securecomgroup.com. This is Brian McLaughlin of the SecureCom Group, joining Chris Arnzen's family of advertisers to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Puritan Puritan Reformed is a Bible-believing, kingdom-building, devil-fighting church. We are devoted to upholding the apostolic doctrine and practice preserved in Scripture alone. Puritan Reformed teaches men to rule and lead as image-bearing prophets, priests, and kings. We teach families to worship together as families. Puritan is committed to teaching the whole counsel of God so that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God as the waters cover the sea. We sing the Psalms, teach the law, proclaim the gospel, make disciples, maintain discipline, and exalt Christ. This is Pastor David Reese of Puritan Reformed in Phoenix, Arizona. Join us in the glorious cause of advancing Christ's crown and covenant over the kings of the earth. Puritan Reformed Church. Believe. Build. Fight. PuritanPHX.com Welcome back, and folks, I want to remind you that uh, Iron Sharp and Zion Radio is paid for in part by my dear friend Dan Butafuco, attorney at law, who's been a 
friend and brother in Christ uh, going back to the early 1990s and financially supporting nearly every single major public ministry endeavor I have ever set my hand to do, even long before I had this radio program. Uh, but he is a very generous financial supporter of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. And if you are ever the victim of a serious personal injury or medical malpractice anywhere in the United States, please call Nan at 1-800-NOW-HURT, 1-800-NOW-HURT, or visit his website, 1-800-NOW-HURT.com. Also, if, oh, by the way, mention Iron Trip and Zion Radio, and that goes with all of our advertisers. Make sure you always mention Iron Trip and Zion Radio. Uh, another thing I want to remind you about, if you are a man in ministry leadership, uh, you are invited to my next free biannual Iron Trip and Zion Radio Pastors Luncheon on Thursday, June the 6th, uh, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Church of the Living Christ in Loysville, Pennsylvania, and uh, that is in Perry County, Pennsylvania. Uh, not only is admission free and your food free and your time of fun, fellowship, rest, and relaxation, and also hearing an edifying and powerful message free, everybody is going to be receiving a very heavy sack of free brand new books personally selected by me and donated by generous Christian publishers all over the United States and the United Kingdom. And this uh, June 6th, for the very first time, we have as our speaker, Dr. Joel Beakey, author, conference speaker, and founder and president of Puritan Reform Theological Seminary in Grand Rapids, Michigan. If you'd like to register for this free event, Send me an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com and put Pastor's Luncheon in the subject line. I also want to invite you to an event where I am going to be the MC. It is a fundraising gala uh, for the school operated by the church where I was a former member on Long Island, New York, before I moved to Pennsylvania. Grace Reformed Baptist Church of Long Island in Merrick, New York. Their school is Grace Christian Academy of Long Island, a classical Christian school. And I am going to be the MC for their fundraising gala on Friday, March 15th, in Baldwin, Long Island, New York, at the Coral House Catering Hall. And that name may sound familiar to many of us, many of you, I should say, uh, in the audience, because that's where the great debate series that I arranged starting in the mid-90s with Dr. James R. White and Roman Catholic opponents. The first several of the great debates were held at the Coral House. But the uh, keynote speaker at this gala is my friend Dr. Ernie Zara, who is an educator and author. And so if you'd like to attend this event, go to GCALI.com. That's GCA, which stands for Grace Christian Academy, LI for Long Island. Dot com. We're now back with Dr. Joseph Moorcraft, and uh, we have Haley in Badger, South Dakota. And Haley says, would you agree with me that Reformed Christians tend to very often be guilty of the sin of idolatry when it comes to our denominations, and sometimes we do not give any love, warmth, or respect to brothers and sisters in Christ who are outside of our denominational circles. 
Yeah, I agree with that, but I don't think it's exclusive to reform people. But if you could comment on that, uh, Dr. Marco. Yeah, I think that is true. I don't think it's true everywhere. I think that uh, it's important that we love everybody who professes the name of Jesus Christ and who believes the Word of God, whether they're Calvinists or Arminian or whatever, that if they love Christ and believe His Word, they're our brothers and sisters. I think that sometimes when Calvinist people stand firm for the truth, that is misunderstood by other people uh-huh. as be as being uh, standing uh, as being cultic, yeah. as being sectarian, and we're not sectarian. We don't believe in that any one denomination is a perfect denomination. We believe that all churches are to commit themselves to the Word of God, and we are to be particularly committed to the Word of God. In this world today, we've got to be careful as to when we're tolerant, uh, that there's sometimes we shouldn't be tolerant. Uh, We've got to be careful about that. But the person that asked the question ask a good question, whether it's true of many Reformed people or not, if we leave that impression, then we've got to change our behavior to make sure we're not misleading people. Amen. And while I do not believe that we as Reformed Christians corner the market on this uh, with any stretch of the imagination, I think people of all theological persuasions uh, can be and are guilty of this. The difference is that theologically Reformed Christians have the least excuse (laughs) because our doctrines are supposed to humble us to the very dust of the earth. That's exactly right. And when you meet a proud... uh, If if our doctrines make us proud, we don't understand Calvinism. Right. Because if we're Calvinists, it is only because a sovereign God has bent down and let us know the truth when he's hidden it from other people. Amen. Well, thank you, Haley in Badger, South Dakota. Keep spreading the word about Iron Trip and Zion Radio. Oh, let me repeat. uh, If anybody uh, has submitted a question for the first time today, please let me know with your full mailing address because every time a first-time questioner in our audience, sends in a question. Uh, they receive a free, brand-new New American Standard Bible, compliments of the publishers of the New American Standard Bible, and compliments of our friends at Cumberland Valley Bible Book Service, cvbbs.com, who will ship the Bible out to you. If you could, uh, Dr. Moorcraft, summarize over the next uh, three or four minutes what you most want etched in the hearts and minds of our listeners today about this subject. It's hard to do, but I will try. That Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. We may never compromise that point. The Bible says that it is the Word of God, and whatever is searched as true on any subject is true. And we may never compromise on that point. That when it comes to the truth and to righteousness, we must be inflexible and unbending. 
We cannot be tolerant of non-truth. We cannot be tolerant of unrighteousness. We must be humble because anything we know to be true or righteous is because as God has revealed that to us. But we must stand firm. The world does not believe in intolerance. The world uh, believes that we ought to uh, let anybody be free to believe whatever he or she wants to believe. And uh, therefore, we are bigots if we say there is no truth other than the truth found in Holy Scripture. Actually, they believe, believe that you can believe in anything you want except to be a conservative, Bible-believing Christian. <laughs> that is exactly right. And that's what our people have to believe. And they have to understand. We're at war with a people who believe we're arrogant because of what we believe. And we're at, But the point is, we don't believe this because our brilliant minds have followed up. But we believe or we believe because the sovereign God, by his grace, by the power of the Holy Spirit, has opened our minds to believe what we otherwise would not believe. Amen. Well, as always, uh, Dr. Moorcraft, it has been an absolute joy uh, to have you on the program. I look forward to our next discussion, which I hope is very soon. I want to remind our listeners of your websites, heritagepresbyterianchurch.com, heritagepresbyterianchurch.com, which is the website of Heritage Presbyterian Church coming Georgia, and also westminstercommentary.com, westminstercommentary.com, where you can find out more about the eight-volume commentary written by Dr. Moorcraft titled Authentic Christianity. I also want to give another reminder to our listeners Please, if you are a man in ministry leadership, try to attend the next free biannual Iron Sharpens Iron Radio Pastors Luncheon, Thursday, June 6th, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Church of the Living Christ in Loysville, Pennsylvania, featuring Dr. Joel Beakey as our guest speaker. Send in your registration by email to chrisarnzen at gmail.com, chrisarnzen at gmail.com, and put... Pastor's Luncheon in the subject line. Also, if you would like to attend the fundraising gala where I will be the MC and uh, author and uh, educator, Dr. Ernie Zara is the keynote speaker. Uh, this is for the benefit of Grace Christian Academy of Long Island, which will be held on Friday, March 15th at the Coral House Catering Hall in Baldwin, Long Island, New York. Uh, if you'd like to uh, register for that event, go to gcali.com, gcali.com. Uh, I want to thank everybody who listened. I hope that you uh, turn in, tune in tomorrow because we've got Pastor David Reese of Puritan Reform Church in Phoenix, Arizona, and also CEO of the Body Armor Manufacturing Company, uh, Armored Republic, he is going to be on our program again to launch into part two of a three-part discussion we are having on the great pillars of the Reformation. I hope you all always remember for the rest of your lives that Jesus Christ is a far greater Savior 
then you are a sinner.